week we've had a, a little focus uh, through a video to kick off just kind of what we're going to uh, talk about today. I guess we could do the hallelujah chorus now, uh, which comes out of Isaiah. We won't do that, you know, for unto us a child. Anyway, some of y'all like, pastor, get on with it. All right, the definition of peace. Imagine us talking to somebody on the street. Imagine us asking anybody what peace is. I think we would get a variety of answers. The, the definition of peace uh, many would say, well, it must be the absence of war or, or conflict, or, uh, you know, it refers to, you know, rest. I like to, to snuggle up on a blanket and in, in front of a fireplace, and man, that is peace. Or maybe it's hammocks for you when it's warm outside. There was a time many years ago in which there was a war, a battle raging. It was called World War I. It's one of the most uh, life-costing wars. So many lives, over a million lives, I believe, were lost. But during this, uh, this war, they were just into it. It came Christmas time. And there was a, uh, a priest who had, had called for a, armist, or, or a ceasefire on Christmas. Now, war, terrible, mustard gas, trenches, they were under-equipped, it was cold. But th what actually happened on Christmas Eve is there on, along the fronts between Britain and Germany, there was actually in the midst of war a time where Christ entered in. Imagine that. Imagine in 1914 this going on. It made uh, headlines across the world, and these are actually photos of that. They actually, at one play, they, point, they said they played uh, soccer. Actually, they call it football. We call it soccer. Uh, but it was an interesting thing, and you can take that and you think, so how does that relate to 2021? Does anybody know any conflicts that are going on? Does anybody think that you're, you're up against some, some battle and warfare and, and you're just wondering if this year is just going to be uh, messed up because of all that's going on, maybe sickness? What, we must look at this and realize that God can move in in the middle of any situation. He can take people that you're angry with or are angry with you, and if you'll let him, he will show up. Amen? That's just a little trivia story. Look it up. It's really a cool story. Webster's d defines peace uh, as this state of tranquility or quiet, uh, quietness. It's, it's this state of, of, you know, like I say, the hammock out in the woods, and the only thing in here is the trickling of a brook going by. Uh, it, it's, uh, but it's not the same as the peace that we talk about and the peace that really we celebrate this Christmas, that what we find in the Bible. So what is the definition of peace in the Bible? When we look at this, we find that peace is more than just this absence of turmoil or, uh, or conflict. It's, not, it's more than just physical rest. It's it's something that's more complete. It's something that is whole. It's, it's something probably the uh, average American pursues and doesn't even know they need it, that the answer is Jesus. Let's go back to Hebrews. In the Hebrew language, peace, we can learn some things here. It, it uh, is found in the Old Testament 237 times, this word peace. And we find it very first showing up in Genesis chapter 15, verse 5, and it says, As for you, you shall go to your father." in peace you go in peace and you should be ready and you in old age this word peace is something that that showed up early in the, the writings of scripture in hebrew it's translated uh, peace is translated into shalom everybody say shalom with me oh you all are getting all all hebrewy on me here you know 
and, and so we look at Strong's concordance, I did, and this word for peace, this shalom, uh, is this completeness, it's this soundness, it's, it's welfare, and you think of this word as, that, that's a lot bigger than I thought peace was. Uh, it comes from a, a root word called shalom with, with the A, there's a difference there, you see that? And it means to make amends, or to make whole, or complete, and, and, and so this word we've heard been used before, it's a, it's a word of restitution, shalom, and it, it is also this word that, that feeds the shalom part, which is peace that can come as it defines our Lord. Wellness in others. Shalom lakam is also, you'd hear that people say, well, well-being upon you, you know, Merry Christmas to you, good tidings and good cheer. I mean, we've got all different ways of saying it, but that's part of what peace we're talking about. Let's go now to the Greek. Everybody going to, who wants a, a, a little bit of Greek right now? All right, in the Greek, Irene, okay, is this Greek word for peace. Again, Strong's is a good reference, but it's talking about one. It's talking about peace and quietness and rest. Uh, this root word here is to join or to, 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 to tie together, to bind. How many uh, enjoy most of your family getting together on the holidays? You all know what I'm talking about. There are in-laws, and then there are outlaws, and you have to invite them all in because you're just so, no. I'm, but we like people getting together, right? And we love it when it, things go well. And, and so this irene means unity. It's, it's us coming together around, okay, you've got the mashed potatoes and the dressing and the ham and whatever, and you get it all together, and you put it on the table, and you go, wow, look what we did, and it's this beautiful thing. How many hopes for that soon? Three of you. The rest of you are doing keto. Okay. But this whole, this thing of peace that we kind of uh, have probably, at least when I was studying this, how, how thin I had what peace really meant. Matthew chapter 10, verse 13 was the first place this, this Greek word showed up for peace. And it says, and if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it's not worthy, let your peace return from it. And we find this same word 91 more times across Every book of the, of the New Testament except John. When peace comes, we know in the Christmas story there's a story about shepherds, right? Everybody can relate to the shepherds, right? Every, it's interesting. See, when, I when you study it just a little bit, did you know shepherds in the very beginning in the Old Testament was actually a high-ranking uh, occupation? A lot of bad rap has been given to shepherds along the way, and, and actually things did change. But in the early years of mankind, the patriarchs were, were shepherds, Abraham, Isaac, Japheth. Even King David came from the shepherd's fields. This profession, though, began to fall in esteem. And so we picked up, probably you've heard the Christmas story before, that around Jesus' time, they were considered, well, the lowest class. You know, those people that kind of smell like sheep a little bit. They're always hanging out with the sheep. They're always outdoors. It's a, a manual labor type thing. It's interesting that those shepherds would be the ones that would identify the spotless lamb that would be brought to the temple for sacrifice. It's interesting the parallel that we find with the shepherd of Jesus who says, I am the, the shepherd, but he also says, I am the lamb of God. 
would show up in announcement in this place. So here's these shepherds. They're out in the field, and yes, you know, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Cassim, they're the top dogs, you know, man. They, they're the ones that can hear from God, and everybody else looks to us to tell everybody else what's going on. I'm so glad we're in a, in a New Testament world. Uh, but they believe they had this direct line to God. And so the shepherds, imagine yourself if you were kind of in this lowest class. You're out in the, in the fields. You're kind of, I don't know what they were. They didn't have harmonicas back then. That's a Western thing. But anyway, they're out there in the fields, right? And all of a sudden, an angel shows up in your midst. How many would be a little bit like, dude? That's a modern. Uh, it would be crazy. Look in Luke chapter 2. We picked this story up in, in verse 8. Remember, we're, we're talking about this peace thing, this, this invasion of peace into the world was first announced here. It says, and in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord, that's pretty cool, uh, appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with what? Fear. It must have been overwhelming. For some of us, when God first began to pursue you and show up, it might have been a little rattling because you're wondering, so what, what are my friends going to think if I, if I fall in love with God speaking to me? He's calling me. I don't know if I want to give this up. And there's some fear of loss, some fear of, hmm. But look what he says. And God says that to us today. So the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby. Find a baby wrapped in burial cloths, swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. What a concept, a feeding trough in a barn the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And suddenly, after this angel shared this, the heavenly host, I don't know if they just got the text late and were just late showing up to the party, but they all of a sudden, the glory of the Lord, suddenly the heavenly hosts were there and praising God, saying, glory to God in the highest and consumerism and Santa Claus on all those who are... He, no. What does he say? It says, on earth... Everybody say it with me people this christmas the greatest thing that needs to show up in our homes and in our minds and hearts is what peace because he is peace let's go on it says who he's well pleased this is with these common people he didn't come to the religious elite he came he didn't come to those that were were, were know-it-alls with the with scripture of that time uh, no he came to the common man he came to everybody to say i'm for everyone and he said, I will bring you peace. God's favor. I really like God's favor. Does anybody else like God having the favor of the Lord? See, God's favor was resting on the common man. God's favor rests upon you. These angels were, were re encouraging these shepherds and, and for all of us even today. And this announcement of, uh, of the birth of the Messiah was turning the caste system all upside down. It's not human standards that determine what God's up to. It's not your education. It's not whether you're seminary trained. It's the presence of God. It's the peace himself, the Prince of Peace in our lives. And that's letting him have room. Good news. You see, when the shepherds, and I'm going to also say in us today, when the good news 
of the Messiah, when the good news of Jesus winds up us in, in hearing about it and we encounter that, guess what that makes us from that point forward? Messengers. You say, well, now, pastor, I'll sign up for a missions trip, you know, after this COVID's over, but until then, I'm just going to play it safe. This isn't about going overseas, folks. This is about sh having the hope, being ready to share the hope that's within you. It is in, with your family. It's with your doctor. It's with your dentist. It's with whoever's here today. Whoa, Jesus is good, and my hope's in him and not the White House. I, oh, excuse me. I, didn't be, I wasn't going to go there today. My hope is built on Jesus and the truth of the word of God. Now, I think we got a lot of good things going on, a lot of good people. Okay, I'm, I'm backing up, reclaiming a little bit here. But you know what? Don't expect profession from man, from man when you've got a perfect Savior. You can, you can expect everything from, amen? Three insights real quick about peace. Peace of wholeness. We, we were re looking at the Greek and Hebrew about what some of those, what those words meant. We find here in Numbers chapter 6, the Lord is speaking to Moses. It's interesting what he says. He says, and he, he, Moses tells, says, speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, thus you shall bless the people of Israel, and you shall say to them the following, verse 24, and the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and what? See how big peace is? Give you peace. May the Lord's presence bring you not just peace and a business decision, but peace, the presence of God. We're going to keep going here. Jesus, think of this. Jesus is the prince of shalom. He's the prince of peace, right? The prince of shalom, Isaiah 9, 6. We read about this, that very last part there. I circled it for us. He's the prince of peace. Not only a wonderful counselor, not only the mighty God, not only... So imagine transfusing this truth, this story that's so common to us, into your shopping the rest of this afternoon or on Monday or maybe the, the friends getting together, you know, with your uh, gaming friends online or, or, or maybe it's, you know, on, on Thursday or Friday. What does this mean, this wholeness of peace? What does that look like to you? What could it look like? The Prince of Peace bringing a completeness and a wholeness see in this advent series peace is what we're celebrating today we're celebrating that the peace of wholeness that jesus the prince of shalom will one day come again we've said this before right and imagine he's going to be bring a kingdom of shalom a kingdom of peace to all the world all right number two peace is a person so many times we think it's an emotional state. So many times it's an intellectual reconciliation of truth and emotion. It's a person. Everybody say person, because I think we sometimes miss that. See, near the end of Jesus' life, we find that he spoke the words in John chapter 14, verse 27. He says, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Hello, how many like that, his peace? How many know you would love to have more of it? Can I break you some news? Breaking news, breaking news, right? I don't, dee, 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 dee. Okay. It's a news flash. We interrupt these, this message for an important, okay? If you are a believer, then you have the Holy Spirit, and you didn't get just 5 or 10% of it, you got all of it. And that is Him. Of the triune God, we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is with you today. 
He says, I give you my peace. I don't give you as the world gives you. No, I know it's really nice to have your 401k all uh, funded and whatever, and you've got your pension nailed down. No, no. He says, look, don't let your hearts be troubled because when you have my peace, you're not to be afraid. How many have had a little fear over the last 24 months, 12 months? We all have because of the media. But the Prince of Peace was there with you if you're a believer. The presence of God. You can't get away from it, but you can ignore it. Amen? How many have said, I just hope the Holy Spirit comes. I hope he comes right now. He's already there. What he needs to do is come from back at the back of your mind thinking to the front of it. He needs to be, get from the back seat of your car to the driver's seat of your car. He's there. He was given to us. God with us. See, it brings us closer to the Lord when we think of him and his peace. The presence of God not only restores us to God, but it helps us with other people. How many need a little help with those other people? If you're in ministry, you'd be raising... I mean, no, not this group. I'm sorry. It's the second service, people. No, no. But the presence of God, the peace of God, the Prince of Peace can actually draw people together. People of different tongues tribes color whatever he can bring people together i love it see peace is a person jesus this perfect picture of shalom this perfect wholeness it's a it's a it's an attribute of the holy spirit that we all should really allow to be loosed in us and over our domains this Christmas in our living rooms. So the question is, is there shalom in your Christmas season? Have you planned that as part of what you're going to eat and, and have with you? Is there peace in your is there peace in you today? Or are you busy? How many in here have been busy in the last little bit? How about hectic? How about frantic? Yeah, the people next to you were frantic, okay. How many have a schedule that gets overloaded now and then? I, I, I picked words that apply to me too, right? How many of you uh, uh, find that there's sometimes pressure at work, pressure at home? <laughs> Husbands, don't raise your hand. <laughs> sometimes there's even conflict with those we love. But here's the good news. God will show up if you let him. God, the good news is, is readily available in every one of those storms. He's there even when love seems lost or, or the way is unclear. Of what you, Jesus will show up if you ask him to. Remember the disciples in the boat? I'm not going to give you a, a lengthy story of that, but you remember what was going on? I, I'll, here's the scripture, but I'll just, I'll just kind of uh, give a commentary on it. They, they have been busy doing ministry. They've been busy out you know, doing what they do, and, and they found themselves in a boat, and they're going to another destination. And what do we find? Jesus is so much at peace that he could rest, right? So he's in the boat resting. A big gust of wind, you know, some, some news media broke free, and there's another variant that's coming at us. And all of a sudden, there's waves in our, in our pond, and, and we just... We're getting a little nervous and scared, and we look over there, and Jesus is just sitting there, laying there, whatever. But in this case, they're, they're worried. These are fishermen. They know that this is a big deal. This is a big storm. There's, it's not peaceful for them. So they woke up Jesus, 
good news is he was present. But woke him up. Did he get all rattled? Like, oh, that caught me by surprise. Imagine the storm you're in. Does he asleep or does he know exactly what's going on? See, I think it was when they turned to him, he finally said he woke and rebuked the wind and he said, peace, be still. There's some of us today that we need to invite the Lord to get into the boat that's uh, traveling through some stormy waters. Maybe it's health-related, maybe it's relational, and we need to say, Jesus, I know you're here. Speak to me. Speak to this situation. He's always present. He's this person, and he sees beyond your waves. The last thing is that he, this peace transforms us. And I hope you are like me. I so want God to finish the work he's began in me. Hello? He who began a good work in me is faithful to complete it. Do you really want him to finish the work he's began? The fact that you're here means he's got a, he's got a little bit of uh, entrance into your life, but what would you look like if he had all of you? And the Prince of Peace was in charge. And the shalom of your life was contagious. See, he transforms us when we turn to him. You know, when we look at Paul and he, he talks about worry, uh, back then we've got worry. He says, look, no, 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 verse 7, and the peace of God. It says, look, turn to him, go to him, and the peace that passes all understanding, the presence of God, the presence of God will guard what? Your hearts and your minds. Man, we need that right now, church. Because we're allowing our minds to drift and we're allowing our hearts to get entangled. And some of you say, ah, pastor, you know, that's those other people. Hey, the devil's trying to take you out or at least ruin your testimony. Peace. I love what the message says. I, I just, I need, may I? I'm gonna read this. This is, so here's normal, Ready? Here's the message. Hey, don't fret, dude. Oh, excuse me. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let the petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, the sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry and is at the center of your life. Isn't that a glorious statement? Miraculous. The question is, do you know Jesus? Everybody in this room knows Jesus because you're in this church and you can say, well, I, I know he came as a baby and Easter we do that thing, you know, and then Easter egg hunt. And you've got him as some kind of informational thing, but do you know him in your heart? Have you got to the place that you know you don't really want to do life without him? In fact, you've finally found that you can't do life without him and have true joy and true peace. See, if you know him, if you know him and you've said yes to him and acknowledged who he was, this prince of peace brings himself in power against the things of this world. Do you know him? Let's all stand. See, my heart for you today to finish with this particular topic is I... I want us to all enjoy the, the Christmas carols and the eggnog and the, you know, some of you have more nog than eggs, so anyway, be careful. 
But, but I, I want that for you. I want you to have a warm memory with your family. I think that's all wonderful. But, but can I tell you from a shepherd's heart here, I don't want you to miss the peace of Christmas. His name is Jesus. I, I don't want you to get the most favorite toy or electronic device and miss the King of Kings. And to have be able to even recite the Christmas story, but it's not in your heart. You don't really need him once it comes to January 1st. See, that would just cause me to ache because you're going to miss heaven and the rest of your life is going to be empty. But today, for those that don't know him, I encourage you to reconcile that with him today. Say, Lord, check my heart. Are you really in there? Have I really believed in you? Is it or is it up here? And if there is an empty uh, answer, you can't really confirm that. You need to reconcile that with him. I'll be up here after church if you want to talk about it. That's really between you and him. But then I'm here this morning, because <laughs> y'all are so uh, amazing. You're an amazing group of people. But we get busy and distracted. Has anybody seen anybody frustrated in the shopping lines? Merry Christmas, ho-ho. See, we can get distracted and forget the Prince of Peace is with us. The powerful, almighty, everlasting is with us always. And so I'm trying to encourage those that are believers, let's not miss. Let's not miss what God might do in you and through you for others. Wouldn't that be amazing? How many would like somebody, and this is a show of hands, I just want, I just want how many would love those that don't know Jesus would find him before the end of the year look around the room I, I, hold your hands up seriously would find his love and forgiveness it's life changing so start praying that way Lord help me be part of somebody's journey and it starts with you embracing his peace I'm going to read a benediction I only started this on this series I may not continue this but here's the benediction scripture and then I'm going to close with some prayer it says may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way let's pray father i give you thanks for today and for breath that we could worship you through and with lord i thank you that we have a christmas story that many of us know so well but you through your holy spirit can illuminate and make it fresh and new today lord i pray for each of us to not miss your peace your shalom that we would not miss just the sense of your presence but that lord we could call upon you and you would speak to the waves that we're facing the turbulence in our life and we would watch a miraculous move of you over the physical earth and situation lord i pray that we would count on that and believe in that i give you thanks lord that you can take a family and all the way to a hospital along the way and come back and even start answering prayers and answering what their heart desires we have a name and the name is jesus may you come and dwell in our hearts and minds may you have rule and reign over our homes and our plans this year for your glory and god's people said amen, amen. god bless you all hug somebody on well fist bump somebody on the way out i forgot